What's up and what's going on? Welcome to the Fantasy Food Truck Podcast. My name is Adam McGill and I am your host. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Fantasy Food Truck. That's F-A-N-T-A-Z-Y-F-O-O-D-T-R-U-K. The main purpose of today's show is to really review my top winners and top losers of the free agency period so far. Uh, I want to talk about some upcoming dates, uh, go over a few free agents over the past two years who have switched teams to kind of give you an idea and a perspective of, of who you might want to draft and want to stay away from in the upcoming free agency period, as well as obviously to close out the podcast overall NFL news. To start out, uh, on April 4th, new head coaches will begin the off-season workout program. This is exciting because every step of the way is, is, is another step towards the beginning of the year. As we look into the beginning of April, April is the month of the draft. Uh, April 4th, as, as stated, begins the off-season workout programs for coaches and teams such as Adam Gase of the Miami Dolphins, Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns, Ben McAdoo and the New York Giants, Chip Kelly and the San Francisco 49ers, Dirt Ketter and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Malarkey and the Tennessee Titans, and finally Doug Peterson with the Philadelphia Eagles. Later in the month, on the 18th, all other teams can start their off-season workout programs, and obviously on the 28th through the 30th is the NFL Draft. We just got out of the uh, coaches meeting in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, didn't really get a whole lot of news there that's, that's fantasy relevant. Uh, they came out with some new rules that that we will uh, roll out later uh, in in the in the off season as we get closer to the to the start of the NFL season. The biggest one noteworthy from a fantasy perspective is going to be touchbacks will start from the 25 yard line. I believe we will see less green lights given uh, from a returner standpoint uh, when the ball is kicked deep into the end zone. So let's kick it off and we'll really talk about uh, free agencies from 2015, free agents from 2014, uh, what teams they went to, uh, briefly talk about if they had success or not. What I really want this to do is to really get you thinking of uh, are you really going to draft a player as high as they were drafted last year because they were a free agent this year. Uh, 2015, you had guys like DeMarco Murray, who went from the Cowboys to the Eagles. Uh, obviously, he switched teams again this year, so I'm sure you all know how that went. Jeremy Macklin went from the Eagles to the Chiefs. Uh, I think that Macklin switching from the Eagles to the Chiefs, he, he had a successful year, uh, probably more successful with the Chiefs than he did in his last year with the Eagles. However, I think that was more because of, of the coaching scheme. Obviously, he went uh, had, had success under Andy Reid in Philadelphia went to Kansas City where Andy Reid was the coach. You had uh, Torrey Smith who went from the Ravens to the 49ers uh, and fell off the face of the earth. Charles Clay went from the Dolphins to the Bills. Not a whole lot of success with the Bills. Uh, was injured for, for most of the season. Michael Crabtree went from the 49ers to the Raiders. Uh, a guy who, who really shined last year with the Raiders earned himself a, a much bigger contract. Ryan Matthews went from the Chargers to the Eagles. Again, another guy who uh, probably didn't, didn't help or hurt himself by making that transition. Shane Vereen went from the Patriots to the Giants. 
Uh, I think anybody who leaves the Patriots is, is probably going to uh, see a less productive year the following year. Jordan Cameron went from the Browns to the Dolphins, uh, was, was very consistent with uh, concussions with his last year with the Browns, didn't see a whole lot of playing time with the Dolphins. Frank Gore went from the 49ers to the Colts, uh, as well as Andre Johnson went from the Texans to the Colts. I think the entire Colts offense struggled last year. However, I think Frank Gore uh, did what you would expect him to do last year. Reggie Bush went from the Lions to the 49ers, uh, was hurt early on in the year. I think really could have shined in the 49ers offense, uh, however, slipped on that on that uh, concrete in the uh, Rams game and, and then it's tearing his ACL. Darren McFadden went from the Raiders to the Cowboys. Uh, was definitely more successful with the Cowboys last year than pretty much in, in most of his years with the Raiders due to injury problems with the Raiders. Uh, however, I think with anybody with that offensive line, uh, you're going to be successful in Dallas. Uh, D'Angelo Williams went from the Panthers to the Steelers. And again, kind of the same thing as Derrick Ben, uh, whereas he was behind a very, very good offensive line, uh, wasn't hurt, and then, and then got the opportunity to play. Uh, in 2014, you had guys like Donald Brown going from the Colts to the Chargers. Uh, I ask who? Uh, Golden Tate going from the Seahawks to the Lions. I think that was a good move for Tate. Eric Decker going from the Broncos to Jets. I think that was a good move for Decker. Rashad Jennings going from the Raiders to the Giants. Uh, Jennings was was a, uh, a guy who was drafted early in that draft. Uh, didn't do too much. Deshaun Jackson went from the Eagles to the Redskins. Uh, I guess if you're looking at performance-wise year over year, I guess he declined, but I think he stayed about the same as long as he's healthy. Uh, Steve Smith went from the Panthers to the Ravens. Again, this is in 2014. Uh, he still had a, had a productive year with the Ravens. Uh, Brandon LaFell went from the Panthers to the Patriots. Uh, was productive two years ago. was very... Uh, Unproductive last year. Miles Austin went from the Cowboys to the Browns. Uh, maybe played, I don't know what, 15 snaps. Uh, Nate Burleson went Lions to the Browns. Uh, again, probably played 14 and a half snaps. Hakeem Nix, Giants to the Colts. Uh, Manuel Sanders went Steelers to the Broncos. Had a pretty good year with the Broncos. Jericho Cotri, uh, Steelers to the Panthers. Uh, Cotri caught, I think, nine touchdowns in 2013 from Big Ben. Left went to the Panthers, and, and we really haven't heard too much from him since then. Lance Moore went from the Lions to the Steelers, uh, and we really didn't hear from him much in Pittsburgh. He caught a first down, I think, third or fourth game in, spiked the ball, got a 15-yard penalty, and I don't think we saw him since then. Uh, Kenny Britt went from the Titans to the Rams. Uh, really haven't heard much from him. He's had some off-the-field issues uh, that's really kept him from playing, and, and part of the reason why he left. Tennessee. But Garrett Brunt went from the pass to the Steelers, uh, then was cut after smoking too much weed with, with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, went back to the pass. Jonathan Dwyer uh, went from the Steelers to the Cardinals and uh, had a, a domestic dispute. Uh, and I think he was cut by the Cardinals. Toby Gerhardt went from the Vikings to the Jaguars. Gerhardt, uh, up until he was released this year, was making more money than guys like Le'Veon Bell. Chris Johnson, CJ2K. Went from the Titans to the Jets. Didn't do anything with the Jets, and then obviously uh, early last year into the, into the actual regular season, wound up with the Cardinals. Ben Tate went from the Texans to the Browns. Uh, didn't do much. Ended up being cut and then signed by the Steelers at the beginning of the postseason, and was part of the reason that I feel they lost to the Ravens. 
two years ago. Justin Forsett went from the Jaguars to the Ravens. Uh, that was a very good move for Forsett. And Maurice Jones-Drew went from the Jags to the Raiders. Uh, wasn't a good move for MJD. However, he was he was on the wrong side of father time. So if if you got where I was going there, I, I think that the uh, success really depends on two things. I think that one, in a case like Jeremy Macklin, where you're following a coach that has, has led you to success before, uh, I think that, that definitely helps a lot. Uh, the other side of that is, is going to a team such as the Patriots, the Colts, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Packers, uh, a team that has had continued success year over year. Uh, the Ravens, uh, the Panthers are starting to get there. Uh, the Cowboys are, are on, on the better side than worse. Uh, I, I feel like when you go to a team like the Titans, the Jags, the Browns, the Vikings, you know, even the Jets, uh, the Raiders, for the most part, obviously, uh, now the Raiders are heading in the right direction. But, but I feel that when you go to one of those teams uh, that, have, that have not had the continued success, uh, I think it's bad news. So, so keep that in mind uh, when preparing for the draft over the next couple months. Keep that in mind as, as I read to you uh, these next couple winners and then transition into, into the losers of free agency. As we get into the winners, uh, the first two people I really want to look at uh, is Tom Brady and Joe Flacco, both, both from a quarterback perspective. Tom Brady, uh, he gets a healthy Deion Lewis and Julian Edelman back, uh, and they also have a big tight end, Martellus Bennett, and a wide receiver, Chris Hogan. Uh, if you remember Hard Knocks from a few years ago when, when they uh, had the Dolphins on there, Chris Hogan's nickname was 7-Eleven. Uh, they nicknamed him 7-Eleven because he is always open. Uh, Tom Brady was the number two quarterback in fantasy last year with 335 fantasy points. Uh, Deion Lewis went down in week nine, and Julian Edelman went down in week ten. Before week eight, Tom Brady didn't have a game below 20 fantasy points according to ESPN standards for him. After that week, he had only two uh, where he was above 20 fantasy points against Denver and Philadelphia, which were both losses. Uh, so you have to figure that, that the Patriots were, were coming from behind, trying to throw uh, to, to finish the game, obviously, with a W. Uh, Joe Flacco, on the other hand, was the number 25 quarterback in fantasy scoring with 155 points for the year, uh, whereas he was injured in week 11 and was out for the year. This year, he gets back Steve Smith and Rashad Perriman, uh, and also added a deep threat in Mike Wallace and the tight end upgrade in Ben Watson. Uh, I think tight end, obviously, with Max Williams, uh, big Max. Uh, I think that he will also be a factor in the tight end passing game this year. Uh, last year, Joe Flacco lost Steve Smith at two different times during the season. In week four against Pittsburgh, and he was also out for week five. Uh, and then he was he was out after week eight for good. Uh, Steve Smith had 82 points in the first eight games, which includes one week uh, in week one, which was the first week of the year against Denver where he had two points. Week four against Pittsburgh when he got hurt. Uh, he also had uh, two points then as well. Uh, and then zero in week five when obviously he didn't play right after, right after the Steelers game. Antonio Brown, who ended up the number one receiver in fantasy, through the same time span, had 88 fantasy points. Uh, so Steve Smith was only six points behind Antonio Brown through the first eight weeks of the year, and Steve Smith essentially missed three games. Um, the Ravens' 
lost the 26th overall pick in Rashad Perriman out of UCF, uh, who was supposed to be a deep threat. Uh, again, not a Joe Flacco fan at all. I can't even believe that I put him in my win list. However, Joe Flacco can do one thing and one thing well, and that's throw the deep ball. Uh, when you lose a first-round pick in Rashad Perriman, uh, and, and he's he is, he is going to be your deep threat and guy to replace Torrey Smith. Again, we saw, saw Torrey Smith replacing uh, teams going from the Ravens to the 49ers. Uh, Perriman was supposed to replace Torrey Smith. Uh, we can't really replace Torrey Smith when he's, when he's hurt. Uh, so they had to go back to guys like Tamar Aiken. Uh, they had to uh, go to their tight end, Crockett Gilmore. Obviously, later in the season, you had guys like Chris Givens. Uh, who was signed for free agency. Uh, getting Rashad Perriman back, I think, will be a huge boost and benefit uh, to Flacco's numbers. Um, next winner uh, I have is Jeremy Langford. Uh, Langford finished the year as the number 23 running back in fantasy with 115 fantasy points. Uh, he finished above guys like Thomas Rawls and like Garrett Blunt. Forte went out in week uh, 9 and was out through week 11. Langford had performances of 22, 29, and 9 points, totaling 50, 51 carries for 170 yards and 3 touchdowns. Uh, the bigger stat from those games, the defenses he went up against. He put up 29 points against the Rams, who averaged holding, holding opposing running backs to under 17 points per game. And he had 9 against the Broncos, who was obviously the best defense in the league last year. With the Bears losing or letting Forte go, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, it shows they have full confidence in Langford and that he will get the full workload this year. Titans offense uh, is going to be the next winner for me. Uh, I think having a guy like Marcus Mariota, Doyle Green-Beckham, both in their second year, uh, a guy like Kendall Wright, and then obviously adding DeMarco Murray. Uh, really just going to hit this one quick, uh, as there's not many stats that I really want to cover here. Uh, Mariota was the number 22 quarterback last year with 190 points. 198 points, two spots behind Big Ben, who finished with 222 points. Uh, Mariota was also held out of the last two and a half games after getting hurt in Week 15 against the Patriots. Uh, when you're looking for a value quarterback this year, you know a lot of guys are going to go Big Ben high. Uh, Big Ben missed uh, five, five and a half games last year. Mariota missed two and a half games uh, and still finished right behind Ben. Doyle Green Beckham uh, and Kendall Wright. With the quarterback now in his second year, should both uh, see a nice opportunity and increase uh, from the previous years. Uh, Doyle Green Beckham had three or four games where he went over 15 or 20 fantasy points. I really expect him to be, you know, a, a, an Allen Robinson type this year uh, coming into his second year. If Murray, if Demarco Murray can do half of what he did two years ago uh, in Dallas, this will not only be a good fantasy tandem but a good offense within the AFC. Uh, lastly, the Titans recited their own offensive tackle, Byron Belt, and went out and got a center in Ben Jones from the Texans. From a draft perspective, I think they go after Laramie Tunsil. Uh, that will be a good offensive line next year, and will allow Mariota to stand up and be more confident in the pocket, and allow Murray to get more space when running. Uh, highly recommend anybody on the Titans offense this year. Uh, next guy is going to be Matt Jones. Uh, biggest thing for Jones is what really hasn't happened yet. Uh, the Redskins have yet to resign free agent running back in Pierre Thomas, uh, and Alfred Morris just recently signed with the Cowboys. 
the next step for the Redskins is, is do they draft another running back? Uh, later in the draft, mid to late rounds, there's, there's a couple good running backs who I think this team could, could benefit from having. Or do they let Jones be the bell cow? Uh, if you look at Morris's and Jones' numbers together, uh, if you combine them, they'd be the number eight running back. Uh, Jones was hurt for last year and had some fumbling issues, which if you listen to Gruden, uh, his two biggest things for Jones to improve and to get more carries is fumbling and health. Uh, <clears throat> if Jones can be healthy and, and eliminate his fumbling issues, I think that he will be a top ten running back this year. Uh, the Redskins obviously saw what I saw in Jones last year on tape. The kid is pretty athletic for his bigger size, 6'2", 231. Uh, he comes in bigger than Adrian Peterson, but a bit smaller than a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, when healthy, uh, Jones played in an offense that was always throwing the ball because they were behind. If they can start the game running or fix this defensive issue, I think Jones is in for a big season. Uh, next up is Kobe, Kobe Fleener. I think Kobe Fleener is, is going to be on a lot of people's hot list this year. Uh, you know, we'll do a podcast uh, centered around draft strategy, uh, and I'm big on value. So, so just because Kobe Fleener is a winner, you know, don't go reaching for Kobe Fleener. Uh, but when you look at, at tight ends, Ben Watson, 2014 stat line with the Saints was 20 receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. Obviously, that was with Jimmy Graham. Uh, 2015 stat line was 74 receptions, 825 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, so he increased, you know, had another 50 receptions or 700 yards and, and four touchdowns. Jimmy Graham in 2014 with the Saints, 85 receptions, 889 yards, and 10 touchdowns. 2015 with the Seahawks, 48 receptions, 605 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, so decreased by about 40 receptions, 200 yards, and eight touchdowns. Now. Jimmy Graham did get hurt, I believe it was week 12, against the Steelers. Uh, so obviously that's where you'll see a little bit of, of difference between the numbers. However, my point is, is that the tight ends for the Saints are very successful. Um, the Saints' offense is very tight end friendly, uh, especially after they lost Mar- Marquise Colston. Uh, they'll be looking for another target to take his place. Uh, the next guy up is going to be Justin Hardy. Uh, I really think Hardy uh, is in line as, as another DGB, uh, Dora Green Beckham, or Allen Robinson. Uh, I, you know, I don't quite think that Hardy will put up a year like Robinson, uh, but I do believe that, that he will have one of the bigger jumps from year to year. The Falcons did release Roddy White, and they signed Mohamed Sanu. I know it's early, but, but Matt Ryan's relationship and rapport is with Hardy, uh, so I, I feel that right now Hardy is the number two receiver. But this is an exciting wide receiver battle going into camp. Uh, the Falcons went out and reassured their offensive line. I feel like every offensive trouble with the Falcons last year uh, had to do with their offensive line. Either a bad snap or a strip sack fumble, uh, recovery all inside the red zone usually. This offensive line will, will not only fix uh, that, but also give Ryan more time to throw the ball. This will not only increase Hardy's value, but maybe Julio's as well. Uh, the last winner, really, is, is Golden Tate. Uh, really see Golden Tate without Megatron. Uh, I believe that Tate will be the primary receiver in Detroit. Uh, and if he is not, then I will most likely be wrong on my list of top ten. Uh, the last guy is, is really a transition from winners to losers. Uh, and it's really, really because of what hasn't happened yet. 
Uh, Jay Ajayi, um, obviously uh, the Dolphins running back. Uh, the Dolphins lost Lamar Miller. Uh, they went after C.J. Anderson and uh, Chris Johnson uh, and lost in those bidding wars as well. Now there's rumors going around that they're seeking a trade. Um, they're obviously stuck with Ajayi, who looked good towards the end of the year. The Dolphins have came out and said that, that Ajayi can be the back for this team, and from watching the games this year, when he had the chance to play, he was good. I assume they'll go after somebody in the draft at this position, maybe somebody like Kenneth Dixon, Alex Collins, which are some of my favorite mid-round running backs. Uh, if they don't, then Ajayi's a winner. Uh, if they do, uh, then he is, he is going to be on, on my loser list. Uh, some of the losers that I see uh, are the Broncos, uh, the Broncos defense, really, uh, and as well as their receivers. The Broncos don't have a starting quarterback yet and lost a lot of key guys on defense. To be exact, they lost Malik Jackson, Danny Trevathan, uh, David Bruton, uh, and then Ryan Harris from the offensive line, along with Brock Osweiler. I'll be surprised if this team wins the division this year. While that doesn't relate directly to fantasy, I'm staying away from everybody on this team. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, and the Broncos D. Lynette not get drafted by me. Matt Forte, uh, Forte was signed by the Jets. The Jets who also signed Kyrie Robinson and re-signed Bilal Powell. Uh, again, Jets are one of those teams that I, I just don't trust the free agents they sign. Uh, they're all the same running back. They're all running backs that, that like to catch out of the backfield. Uh, and right now their starting quarterback looks to be Geno Smith. Forte will be 31 during the season, and I think he will get between 15 to 20 touches a game at most. I'm totally discounting Forte and saying don't draft him. Just make sure the value is there. Uh, last year, he was drafted in the top two rounds, and I will not be spending that pick on him this year. Next is David Johnson. You would think this is a win, right? Uh, the Cardinals just signed back Chris Johnson, and Bruce Arians loves to mix things up. I could honestly see Arians trying to throw both Johnson and Johnson in at the same time, leaving David as a fullback type and Chris as a running back type. Uh, the issue with this is we just don't know. David Johnson will be on my board, but again, more is a value thing. Uh, there are guys that I will reach for and I feel comfortable reaching for, but David Johnson will not be one of them. Justin Forsett. Personally, I'm not a fan of Justin Forsett, and he has been off of my board for the past two years. Uh, he is old and fragile. The Ravens know what they have now in Buck Allen, who is much younger than Forsett, and the Ravens also lost a key part of their offensive line in Cleachie Assembly. Uh, I don't know... Uh, that Forsett will continue to put up what he had in the previous two years. Um, Duke Johnson, I uh, really like Duke this year, uh, and maybe the hardest person to type up. Uh, I'm in a keeper league where you can keep a player, you draft after the fifth round, and if Duke falls to me later in the draft, he'll be mine for three years. I think Duke at some point will be the bell cow for this, for this team. Unfortunately, I don't think it's this year. Browns lost most of their offensive line. From what is left, Joe Thomas is getting old as he is 31. Without knowing the quarterback just yet, Hugh Jackson's first year, Duke becomes a very late value pick for me. Uh, as we already kind of talked, Emmanuel Sanders and Marius Thomas, um, see everything I talked about early, and there's no quarterback. Uh, we just don't know yet who their quarterback would be. Uh, depending on who they sign and who they draft, this, this list could change. Chris Ivory and T.J. Yeldon. Uh, I put both these guys because I was very high on T.J. Yeldon last year. I uh, was able to snag him in one of the leagues that I was in. Uh, I dislike Chris Ivory a lot. Uh, 
however, I see Chris Ivory stealing a lot of uh, carries from TJ Yeldon, uh, and I don't like that one bit. Uh, I'm staying away from both these guys in the draft, uh, again, unless later when, when you can get a, one of them to handcuff another. Uh, the last tandem that I have on the loser list is Russell Wilson and Thomas Rawls. Uh, that offensive line was bad last year. Uh, and this is tough for me because Russell Wilson actually won me a title last year. Uh, Wilson will also be getting Jamie Graham back, but that doesn't help this offensive line at all. Not only did it suck last year, they lost Russell Okun and J.R. Sweezy this year. Uh, I can totally see them going offensive line in the draft. And if they go anywhere else other than Joshua Garnett at the 26th pick, I think they are insane. Stay tuned uh, for the rest of the offseason as we talk more about the Seahawks offense, specifically Russell Wilson and Thomas Rawls. Um, well, guys, that's pretty much it to wrap things up. Uh, I really want to talk about other NFL news. Uh, the Colts signed Jordan Todman. Uh, Todman played for the Steelers last year. Played only once the Angelo Williams went out, getting towards the end of the season and into the early postseason. Todman shows quickness, speed, and agility. It will be an interesting watch if he has a chance to start and play. Uh, the Packers re-signed James Starks, uh, which has a lot to do with Eddie Lacy. How you ask? If the team did not believe in Lacy, they would have made Starks a higher priority. Uh, Lance Dunbar re-signed with the Cowboys this week, uh, along with the Cowboys signing Alfred Morris. Uh, he was a pass-catching threat on the backfield last year, talking about Dunbar, and was a good chief use in DFS before tearing his, his ACL and MCL. As far as Morris, it'll be interesting to watch how the Cowboys use McFadden and Morris. As of right now, Jerry Jones said that McFadden is still their lead back, uh, but again, with that offensive line, I think any back can be successful. Uh, Chris Johnson re-signed with the Cardinals. Uh, after visiting with the Dolphins, Johnson decided to go back to where he was last year. Again, I think this means a little bit for David Johnson as of right now, but I'm still interested to see what Aries will do going into the season. Uh, Terrell Pryor re-signed with the Browns. Maybe as an emergency quarterback, although Brian Hartline was in line for that before uh, last year uh, when TP was on the team. Either way, he could be a top wide receiver depending on Josh Gordon's fate. Uh, Bears traded away Martellus Bennett, is, is talked about earlier, which means more for Tom Brady than it does for Bennett, uh, from a fantasy perspective. And lastly, uh, Dwayne Bowe was released after making $1.8 million per catch. Well, guys, that wraps up uh, this version of the Fantasy Food Truck Podcast. Uh, as, as talked about earlier, I hope you follow us on Twitter, at Fantasy Food Truck. Uh, I hope you subscribe to our iTunes feed or SoundCloud feed as the link is on the Twitter page. If you guys have any questions at all, go ahead and tweet at us. It is our goal to respond to every single question that is tweeted at us. Thank you guys and talk to you soon.